0: Secret series by pseudonymous Bosch. This this um title is this book is not good for you. Chapter five, page page fifty eight. Chapter, Chapter five, the cut cuisine cuisine of the. Sense. the cuisine of the senses they're very scrolly words that's not your fault the cuisine of the senses Ooh. Cuis- do you know what cuisine is no like food like a menu okay Keep my uh, it's on- oh this oh. one yeah yep we just getting cozy here girl okay ready <laughs> yeah okay a real chef i'm going to turn that on a little bit <coughs> a real chef needs only one knife it is his sword it is his best friend it is everything to him a, a man of the type often calls a dark wor- a dark and swarthy stood behind oh a man of the dark often called dark and swarthy stood behind a stove holding a large knife in his gloved hand He wore a black chef's coat and covering his bald scalp, a black scarf decorated with skulls and crossbones. Adding to the pirate look, a hoop gold in his left ear and a goatee ring in his mouth. (coughs) (coughs) He also wore a pair of extremely dark sunglasses, the glasses of a blind man. He raised the knife higher so it gleamed in the light. A real chef would as soon give a, give up his knife as cut off his arm. Then he sliced his knife through the air as if it were able to cut off his arm in demonstration. It was in fact a demonstration kitchen, a classroom in a clad stainless steel, and facing him on the other side of the stove sat an audience of twelve his students gasped, then let out a collective sigh of relief when the knife had landed point down on a cutting board. Other knives like these, these here, bread knives, paring knife, boning knife. He pulled out the knives of, off of the magnetic wrap, one by one, easily as if he could see them. They're for amateurs. He smiled slyly. The stove's blue flame burners, reflecting his sunglasses, or for, or for carnival tricks. Without warning, he tossed the three knives into the air and juggled them for a good 30 seconds. The knives spun so fast they were a blur until he let them drop in quick succession, chopping an array of vegetables so that they splayed on the counter in a perfect rainbow formation. An astonishing show, even if he hadn't been blind. Always keep your knives sharp. Contrary to popular belief, they're much more dangerous when they're dull. But the class burst into applause Slightly muted applause Because like the chef they, were, they all wore rubber gloves He insisted that everyone keep their hands Covered in the kitchen Oh rubber gloves mm-hmm. Yeah but he had, he had gloves on um, But there was one person Whose applause was mute For the simple reason that she was not clapping Yep it was Cass The pointy eared girl Very grim faced girl in the front row Her mother had received the brochure for the cooking class not long after Cass first confronted her about the adoption. It boasted a picture of a chef in sunglasses posing like a movie star. Look, Cass, what a great way for us to spend some time together. Why would we want to do that? We already live together, Cass pointed out. Cass! Well, why a cooking class? How about so we can start having some home-cooked meals? What's the matter with Thai takeout? That's what we we used to always have. Exactly. I want to fill the house with the smells of cooking, the smells of childhood, the smells that you will remember your entire life. Her mother had answered. But as for Cass, as far as Cass was concerned, her entire childhood had turned out to be a lie. She didn't care how it smelled. And now here, she was having to sit in a class with her mother when she should be having be hunting for the tuning fork with Max, Ernest, and Yo Yoji. I can't believe you like him. He's such a show off, whispered Cass a few minutes later, when they were taking turns chopping zucchini. How could he be a show off? He's blind. Anyway, he has the right to be. Senior, Senior Hugo is one of the greatest chefs in the world. He invented the cuisine of senses. Her mother her her mother said reverently, Hey Peyton that's really loud, honey. Oh. And so handsome, too, she added. As if on cue, Senior Hugo stepped up behind them. Oh, I wouldn't say invented, maybe developed. He spoke with the, the lisping Spanish accent known as the Catalan, the accent of the natively native city of Barcelona, or as the Catalans pronounced it, Barcelona. I'm sorry, may I? I can tell by the noise you make that you're not using the the proper motion." The blind chef put his hand over Cass's mother's, gently correcting her chopping technique. She blushed. Cass rolled her eyes. Her mother was so obviously crushing. All of the senses are important to a chef, but luckily for me, sight is the least important. Continued Senor Hugo. Finally, he let go of Cass's mother's hand, a little too late in Cass's opinion. I'm always waiting to taste the food I cook, he said to the large room. Take a curry. First, I dip my finger and feel the texture. Is it too powdery, too foamy? I listen to the sound. Does it hiss? It's not hot. Does that hiss means it's not hot enough. That sizzle, too hot. At every stage, I smell, smell, smell. Do you know what we think if it tastes most, if it tastes, if we think as taste is mostly scent? By the time, by the time the tongue detects five flavors, sweet, sour, salt, bitter, and one other, do you have any, um, unami? Have you heard of the, oh, have you, any of you heard of un, Umami? Yeah, that's a taste of fat," said Cass knowingly. Senior Hugo nodded. Yes, some people say, although I prefer to call, to call it savoriness or deliciousness. He turned to the room. Only when a dish is finished do I dare taste it. And when I do, I feel as if I can see it. As if I have gained a second kind of sight. Even so, there are some things that I can taste only in my head. You mean there are things that you can't cook asked Cass's mother in surprise a master chef like you all artists strive to greater heights do they not the chef responded take chocolate which is my passion oh it's my passion too Cass's mother said Cass groaned inwardly my life's ambition is to make the ultimate bar of chocolate the best the purest the darkest of all time as close to 100% cacao as possible. It figures that he would make a chocolate, although Cass, imagining the pirate chef commanding a ship full of child slaves. I keep trying to find the right equipment, he gestured towards the wall behind the audience, sitting in a long steel shelf where dozens of cooking devices, narrow siphons, bulbous whisks, tall Bunsen burners, double, triple, and even quadruple boilers. They look like they belong in a chemistry lab rather than a kitchen. I can taste it in my mind, but I have not yet made the chocolate my reality. Too bad you don't have the tuning fork, said Cass naughtily as she added. Senior Huger whipped his head around. The what? The tuning fork, the mythical cooking instrument made by the Aztecs. Anybody who had it could make anything taste as he wanted. Since you're such a great chef, I just thought you would know that. Go on, I'm very interested in culinary history, said this chef, his attention fixed on Cass. She almost could have sworn he was staring at her. That's all I know about it, she said, f- faltering, suddenly sh- realizing the implications of what she'd just said. Oh, what has she just done? So how did you hear about this? Tuning fork, Hugo protested. I don't know, maybe at school. Her voice squeaked unconvincingly. "'You must go to a very interesting school,' said Sr. Hugo. "'According to Mr. Wallace, the tuning fork might not even exist. "'But that wasn't the point. "'Never talk about the Turkish Society "'or anything to do with the Turkish Society. "'It was the society's first rule, and almost only rule. "'Since you're such an expert on cuisine, "'since you're such an expert on cuisine, "'you must come to my restaurant as my guest.' "'Did you hear that, Cass? "'What an honor,' gushed her mother.' Their classmates nodded and clapped in envy. "Signor Hugo's restaurant is famous, said one of the aspiring chefs. Everybody eats in the dark, so you have to guess what your food is. People wait for months for a reservation, said another. It's like getting a golden ticket. But we can't, said Cass. Remember, I'm supposed to be working on the project with Max Ernest in Yo-Yoji, the one about chocolate and child slavery. It's due the first day of school. The three kids had all told their parents the same thing. Their homework, their first, quote, homework session was scheduled for Saturday. Well, then your friends should come too. On Saturday, we will be featuring a multi-course chocolate tasting menu. It will be research for your report. Oh, and don't forget your tuning fork, joked Senior Hugo. Ha ha, said Cass, not laughing. She tried to cheer herself up. As much as she liked Signor Hugo, what real harm could it be that he knew about the tuning fork? After all, she reasoned he was a chef, not an alchemist. There was no way he could know Dr. L and Mrs. Mavius. It wasn't as if he was a member of the Midnight Sun. But it was no use. She felt terrible. At least the blind chef wouldn't see the tears welling in her eyes. Oops. She accidentally talked about the tuning fork you not supposed to say anything. Oh, yeah, you know, she's going to be busted.